On October the 31st, 1517, Martin Luther posted 95 big questions which he believed faced the church of his day to a local church door in Wittenberg, Germany. 500 years later, I decided to post 95 new questions, one a week, to the web, questions which I believe the church must face in the 21st century. Question 87. Is every exclusion a failure of love? There's a long list of preachers who are very keen to queue up to let us know that although they believe that God is love, they also want to remind us that God is coming to punish those who reject that love. I just can't get my head around this. Why do so many Christians seem determined to tell us that they're absolutely sure that they know precisely who's going to be rejected by God and why? Because the way I see it, every exclusion is a failure of love and God is love. Imagine the pain of a young widow who's lost her husband to cancer, who sits in a church building each Sunday to hear time after time that the man she still loves and longs to be reunited with is condemned to hell, separated from her and their children forever because he just could not believe in God. She's already living in hell. And here's the thing. No amount of clever marketing, trendy website design, great coffee, trained welcomers, comfortable seating or sophisticated outreach programs can cover things up when, at the heart of it all, a church worships a God who, though the hymns and sermons sometimes speak of love, has a much darker side. Let's be blunt. The idea of untold masses of people suffering forever brings no glory to a God of love. The thought of everlasting acrimony and agony undermines any real discussion of a God of love. Only the promise of restoration and of reconciliation does the opposite. It's the way that any and every good school operates. As I speak, the team at Oasis, the charity I founded and lead, are responsible for 52 schools across England and around 30,500 students. We're duty bound to work to include even the most difficult of children. Like I said, every exclusion is always a failure of love. And in this, I'm always inspired by a story I first heard some years ago from the well-known educationist Sir Ken Robinson. By the time Gillian was eight years old, she was already viewed as a problem student. She had the habit of not working, fidgeting noisily, being constantly distracted and disturbing the other children in her class as she sat with a blank expression on her face. Her teachers said she had a learning difficulty. Today she'd probably have been diagnosed with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder and put on medication. But this was the 1930s and the ADHD label hadn't yet been invented. So instead, Mrs. Lynn, Gillian's mother, decided to take her to see a psychologist for a specialist assessment. 
During that meeting, the specialist asked to speak to Mrs. Lim privately in the corridor and left Gillian alone in his office with the radio on, telling her as firmly as he could not to move from the wooden chair where she was seated. But in the music-filled room, Gillian soon began to tap her feet, then jiggle, before finally getting up and beginning to dance around the room. The psychologist, secretly watching from the corridor, turned to her mother and said, You know, Mrs. Lynn, Gillian isn't ill. She's not rebellious. She shouldn't be excluded. She's a dancer. Take her to a dance school. She did. The outcome, Gillian Lynn went on to join the Royal Ballet Company, performing all over the world and starring in various Hollywood films. Then, as that phase of her career ended, she began to produce shows and eventually meeting Andrew Lloyd Webber went on to do the choreography for hit musicals like Cats and The Phantom of the Opera. In 2014, she was honoured by the Queen when she was made a dame for services to dance and musical theatre. Although her school had all but written her off, mistaking her extraordinary talent for some form of bad or disrespectful behaviour, Gillian wasn't a problem child. Instead, what she needed was to be understood. Having it not been for the far-sightedness of that psychologist, Gillian would have been lost. Every exclusion is a failure of understanding and ultimately of love. So the question is this, do we believe that the God who the Bible describes as the definition of love understands that? Or put differently, is God more insightful or less morally and emotionally aware than us? I explore this issue more deeply, as well as many others raised by the Apostle Paul's writing in my new book, The Lost Message of Paul. You can purchase your paperback copy today from openchurch.network slash lostmessageofpaul or from any good bookshop. An e-book and an audiobook are also available from Amazon as well as from other online retailers.